I'm Brad. I'm Justin. And I'm the Cinemaiden. We're just three friends hanging out, chatting movies. We are the Cinema Guys. Welcome to the show. Dun, dun, dun. Did you start hanging out with us, watching movies? Is that how you started Cinemaiden? Yeah. I, I couldn't remember. Did we just start inviting you to come hang out with us and watch movies? I think so, uh-huh. yeah. And we're just like, hey, come over to the house and talk. No, it wasn't. That was cool no. of you to just start <laughs> hanging out with us, because I kind of remember that. We were getting to know you, and we are like, we watch movies, and you're like, yeah, I do too. Hey, welcome to a new episode of The Cinema Guys. If this is your first time in, welcome be returning for another episode. We love having you back. So we love having us back? Yep. Love having you guys back. Every time. You haven't given up on me yet. I guess that makes sense. You might get mad at me, but you haven't given up on me. What's the last time we got mad at you? Mm, Ashley probably got mad at me, like, recently. I'm always mad at you. Yeah. That's why she's called the Cinemaiden. She's a loose (laughs) cannon of Cinema Maiden. She is a loose cannon. Anyway, you want to know what we're talking about this week? Uh, what are we talking about? We are not doing any kind of list or anything. I, I we're throwing Justin off of his game this oh, week. Oh, I can still make you do a list impromptu. <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> but we we attended the Over the Rhine International Film Festival this past weekend. They were gracious enough to allow us media passes so we could go check out some films. And so we're going to talk about some of the films that we saw. It, one in particular that we, all three of us, attended together that we loved, and that is 1946. I don't know if I'd say I loved it. I loved, hated it. Okay. That we all enjoyed? Would you say we enjoyed our time? 1946, The Mistranslation That Shifted Culture is what its full title is. But then we'll end with that home recommendations. Do you know any history of the... Over the Rhine Film Festival. Do I know any history behind it? Yeah, yeah. How long has it been going on? The Over the Rhine International Film Festival is an expanded vision of the Cincinnati Real Abilities Film Festival, which came to Cincinnati in 2011, and then it was launched by LAD in 2013. The OTR Film Fest is the nation's first diversity film festival led by the disability community, And it has a wide array of perspectives addressing disability, diversity, freedom, faith, and identity. The mission of the Over the Rhine International Film Festival is to present stories that celebrate the human spirit by providing a platform for audiences to see through another's eyes. And if you want any more information on the OTR Film Fest, just go to otrfilmfest.org. I mean, once we started talking, that was one of my favorite things was the inclusion of disabilities. Yeah. And then for people who don't know, Over the Rhine is an area of downtown Cincinnati. Yes. From what I understand, like, they really want to keep growing this to make it something, like, bigger, right? Oh, yes. I do feel like we got the opportunity to see some films that we would find in other places or other lists. Yeah. Or other award shows. Well, th- this film was definitely one that you had mentioned to us before. Yeah, that you were you were trying to get it screened here, but I was kind of at a an odd like happenstance. It just uh, 
we went to this film festival and they are showing it. All right, Brad, so tell us what it is we're talking about. Like I said, we're not going to do any kind of top this this week. We're just going to roll into talking about the film festival. And both you, Justin, and the Cinemaiden, both of you went to see a film block before our screening of 1946. You went to see some documentary short films, correct? Yeah, they were all really good. Um, three of them were disabilities focus, which I really liked. The first one we saw was P.S. Love Robbie, which actually I, I can't. I walked in like a couple minutes late. Did they start? Did that one start off with like any sort of words or why they were doing it? Nope, not nothing like that. It just went into straight about Robbie. Well, and Robbie was just a guy who's got a disability, and it was about his family. And, and the thing I liked about it was it wasn't like. All, actually, all four of these, they weren't, like, sad. Like, you could probably maybe get sad if you think about, like, people's lives and stuff, especially in the refugee one. But the documentary itself was more, oh, man, here's just a glimpse of this person's life. They were positive. They were um, just letting them things speak for themselves, which I really liked. But uh, Robbie was just an older man. And that one was really important to me because a lot of my job that I used to have was People who are older with disabilities, they live with their parents who are going to die. People in their 40s and 50s. And then what happens to that person when the only care providers they've ever had are going to go? So it leaned, that one leaned in on family, his sister. Uh, but that was part of my job was creating community for people so that, hey, you're not alone when this is done. You're not going to put in some government system where they just put you in a home or something. So... And that one didn't really talk about that as much, but it was getting to that point because you saw his aging father. One of my favorite parts was when the, there was a scene where the father was like, when we first, when Robbie was first born, like I had this vision of a son who's doing all these things that make you proud. And he's like, but now I look at it and I could not be more proud of who my son is and the things he's overcome. And it was really good. Really, really good. Yeah. What was the next one? Uh, game over with the refugees. Oh, that one was so interesting. I, I kept trying to figure out what were they, like, were they, did they really just walk around? So the, the story basically follows these kids that are refugees that are trying to leave Pakistan and they're trying to get to Europe, mostly like um, the UK. And Germany, Germany, Italy. Yeah, a lot of the EU. And some of them even said they wanted to go to America eventually. But Europe is obviously hard enough for them to get to, let alone America. And they, they talk about how they essentially survive on these streets and don't get arrested and they just keep moving. And there are only like one or two spots that are safe for them to sleep. And they're kids. They're, they're, they're your kids' age, Justin. Yeah, they're teenagers. It's called game over because they have a term that's known throughout the, this whole group of hundreds or thousands. I'm not sure of uh, teenagers it's called a game, like to get a smuggler to take you over to the UK. There's a game and they would say like, Hey, is that a good game? Is that a safe game? And the game was, you get over there, but they all know that they're going to get brought back in three to four months. And the game is to try to stay over there and never yeah. come back. But they all keep coming back. Like, that's the thing is they'll go and then they leave all their friends, but then they see them again a couple months later when they get deported back. Or and so the they ship find doesn't make it. They say that like, it, sometimes the ship doesn't make it and they'll get stopped and the ship will have to turn around. When it doesn't, uh, it didn't say how they got money, but it, that was interesting that, but they, they get money somehow. They pay a smuggler, smuggler takes them over. They usually get caught and then they stay a couple weeks and like, they're like in Italy in the camps. It's actually nice because you have a bed and food and stuff. 
and then they'll let you loose and then they bring you back a couple months later yeah. and it's just their lives forever one of the kids he made it to switzerland and then he stopped responding to everybody when he got there because i think that he was probably afraid of being found out and being sent back yeah he had a good life it was either that i mean i feel like there was a part that could have been like is he dead yeah see i i i took it as he found a good life yeah i think they want to suggest that uh but the documentary was interesting because they couldn't like follow them once they got on the smuggler ships they kind of just had to like they were just following these kids yeah but it was real interesting and real sad when you think about it but the documentary itself was just like yeah this is these kids lives I found that one really interesting. That was my second favorite one. And then the Stevie Project was a girl born with this extremely rare uh, disease. And that one was good. Kind of got the perspective of her brother and a sibling. But uh, there was a real sad moment with the mom where she was uh, she was talking about her son without disabilities and then her daughter with a disability and how hard it is to meet both of their needs. And so you get the idea that the sibling was a lot more independent and lived his life kind of doing his own thing because he was a good good boy and he knew that, hey, my parents need to spend more time with Stevie because she needs it. Okay. Uh, and he had a good message for people who have siblings of disabilities. His big thing was, hey, I was afraid to show to let my friends meet her because I didn't know if they would be mean or mm-hmm. but he's like, that was a mistake I made. My friends were awesome. So if you have a a sibling with disabilities, please introduce them to your friends. It's way better and it yeah. was good. That was real sweet, I thought. And then, and the, then last the last one. one was hilarious. It was the best one. Friday Night Blind. It's about these okay. women. Some of them were born blind. Some of them got blind later, but fully blind. And they're in a bowling league. Oh, really? Yeah. And the one lady is like, gets zeros all the time. She's the worst, <laughs> but she's hilarious. She has she a ball, ball that says, says, kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> she, they're hilarious. Um, it's just nice to see people who have disabilities like that really not give a and they just live their lives and they have fun and they don't let it get them down. They're like, they, they love the, they love what they do. What? And it's, it goes to this, like, uh, when I worked, uh, at Starfire, they called it the eternal child that sometimes we treat people with disabilities like a child, even though they're 50. Yeah. And we kid glove them. But like these ladies had foul mouths and were hilarious and could talk about sex and drugs and everything else. (laughs) Like just like a normal person, like it, that's what that was was so great. They're just in this normal community or doing life with other people instead of being pushed into a government program or only hanging out with these sort of people or everyone treating them like they're little kids. Like they were drinking beers, having fun. Like I really I really all the three about disabilities really pushed. I feel like where that whole our whole disability movement is moving in the United States that we have marginalize people and when we think about inclusion we think a lot of times about race we think a lot about sexuality but we rarely think about disabilities like you're not inviting the guy down the street with down syndrome to your poker night like these kind of things like how do we include more and it'll be different but it's fine i I just i really thought that they did a good job of positively pushing that agenda yeah and that was the, the final one of the night that was your favorite uh, one, yeah. you said, Cinemaiden? Yeah, that was the final one. That was my favorite. Now, Brad, were all the movies this weekend, were they all documentaries? No, no, they were not. Uh, they were, there was a mix of documentaries and you know narrative stories throughout the, the weekend. 
and they they played at three different places at the Woodward Theater where we went, and then at the Art Academy and the Contemporary Art Center. But no, they were not all documentaries. Yeah, they were all really good though. I just really, if you can if you can find out there any of those movies, I mean, none of them were more than twenty minutes long, but they're definitely worth watching. And then we saw nineteen forty six. And then we saw nineteen forty six. We saw nineteen forty six, which was a. Hold on, what doc- movie did we just see? Nineteen forty six. Oh, nineteen. The mistranslation that shifted culture. Fourteen ninety six. No, nineteen forty six. And this was a documentary. That's what's so crazy about it. Documentary feature film directed by Sharon Raggio. Her her dad was a piece of work. Yeah, yeah, and I think he was an important part of it, though. The mystery of how theology, history, culture, and politics led to a biblical mistranslation. The man who tried to stop it and the impassioned academic crusade of the LGBTQ plus Christian community driven to discover the truth. Well, and basically it's uh, before 1946, every translation, English translation outside of the King James, every English, English translation did not have the word homosexual. Correct. In the Bible. So they were just curious of, A, is that true? And they found out that, yes, it is true. B, why did they translate these two words, these two Greek words, as homosexual when they're two separate words that mean two separate things? And then the cool thing is they didn't stop there. They actually went and found the council who had translated. I think it was the ESL. That was the first version outside of King James. They found the guys who they all did it in Yale. Yale had all the notes. And they actually found out why they translated that way. And there were some really beautiful parts to it. Because I was expecting these dudes who were born in the 1800s huh. in the 1930s to be like stodgy, <laughs> like, ah, blah, blah, blah. but they weren't. They were loving and kind mm. and thoughtful and smart. Well, and then they had, they discovered the letter of someone who questioned this translation. And, and the person on this council who did this translation of like, it was a very thoughtful like even discussion back and forth it wasn't a well this is what it is move on kind of thing it was like uh oh we're gonna look into this the next session and you know figure out what it is and they comes back he goes what if we say it this way instead of the way it was said he didn't really say that they were gonna figure out what it was he more said thank you for your findings and your translations we'll vote on what we think there you go that's what it was if we think but the way those councils work guys hey we can hey you both cut me off multiple times really i think you really stopped talking on my screen no there was a stop all right well go ahead go no i've lost it now because they found that hey they were we're gonna we can change this but the way it works is hey we have to wait till the next revision but in that 10-year span for the revision the NIV, the NAS, and the Living Translation all came out, which were, especially in the Billy Graham Crusades, passed out in the millions. So by that time, the translation was out and he couldn't stop it. Yeah. What I thought, though, is that the film was going to be very, and this would have been fine given the subject matter, anti-Christian. But it was actually it a wasn't. very, very, very Christian film to the point where I felt like I had some friends there who were not believers. And I feel like they were would have been like, well, screw all this. It does none of it matters. Like, because it's so Christian, it's a very Christian film. Like these people loved the Bible, loved Christianity, and they really wanted to find why this word was in there. And it was really cool to me in that way. Yeah. Cause you usually see camps in, in either way. Of right. Either Non-Christian and 
thinking it's crap or all about it and it's unchangeable. Well, in this, there were groups. I forgot the name of the group, the the gay group, the church group. It was like this big group that. Oh, that, oh, I remember. Well, I know part of it was just called gay Christians because there was that, a big that, part of yeah. this that was like these people were like, I've never even heard that term, gay Christians. What? Like, and it was yeah. so meaningful for them. Yeah. Like, like it was like this. This is something that I don't feel like exists because of the way sometimes they get they get treated. Basically, yeah. Sometimes it's more like most times. <laughs> yes, but I I th- I found it very informative because obviously i didn't know anything like this ever happened of like you know because of this translation in 1946 that kind of changed it and then the billy graham like you said the billy graham kind of movement with millions and millions of bibles and basically there's no stopping it because they even made the the comment that they were they were going to change it in what 1971 they had put it through but it never never made it in the 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 change yeah all of these other bibles were using the was it 1954 translation there was a lot of people using that as their origin text instead of the updated version yeah well because you get to those two words that are uh mainly just pauline words they're only used by paul and found a few other places so when you get to words like that you would say oh well how did other people translate it and, yeah okay we'll just go with that Instead of doing the hard work yourself. But then also in this movie, we mentioned at the beginning, her, the director, her father, who is mm-hmm. a pastor in this in this film, and, and she she is a lesbian. So and her father doesn't obviously agree with her lifestyle or what it is. And basically, he thinks it's just a choice she's making. <laughs> but his when side. He considers it a heavy sin. Yes. Yes. And every single person that she has, like. I I was surprised to see her dad like going to these events and everything else and like listening, but then he's still like, "That's cool that you said that, but you're wrong." Kind of basically, of like, "This is what I believe. This is how yeah. it's going to be. You can't change my mind." Well, it wasn't even what what he said he believed. He had this word that I'm like, I hear people use it all the time. He goes, "I am afraid. I would be afraid to change it because of what God thinks of me." Yeah. And that so much is uh, based on fear. And I'm like, fear of what? Like, fear of what? Yeah. What are you afraid of? Like, of loving people and including people? Yeah, I, I don't know what exactly what that would do. Like, okay, yeah, you, you're supposed to love everyone as <laughs> Jesus teaches you to anyways, but you don't. It was very eye-opening, I thought. But I'm not like a a person who's really studied heavily. So getting to hear other like Justin, like your your thoughts on it, because you're probably more knowledgeable than the two of us. I was it made me angry, but I get angry at the church for a lot of those things. And it gets to this like idea of uh, I had a professor called an educational horizon that everyone has a horizon which they will not go over. And there's so many people of that faith that. This is what my grandfather believed. This is what my great grandfather believes. My dad taught, and I can't expound past that. It's like the idea that if they found tomorrow, and which could they totally could, a new accurate translation of a Bible text. Hey, there's a new story of Jesus. They wouldn't add it. They wouldn't take it away. They would just be like, nope, because people are afraid. I think I think a lot of the film has a lot to do with Bible worship. You worship this 
text over worshiping something that could be within all of us, the live and divine. And I mean, I don't know. We don't need to talk about that, but it's just, <laughs> it's a lot. It, it opened up so much. And I want to, I would love to talk because there were so many other, like the other big thing that uh, they touched on was the idea of what we call inspiration of scripture. Like, hey, we believe that God came to these people and they wrote this down. But you really have to believe that not just that those people wrote it down, but every person who translated it and those people who were in Yale, like all of them must have had mm. the same inspiration. It gets really sticky and tricky when you try, when the people, especially the people who are holding signs and getting angry and yelling or, you know, spouting off their nonsense. I'm like, man, you haven't even really thought about this at all. But it was really good. I loved it. But it also made me angry, made me sad. I felt bad for all these people because of one mistranslated word have experienced hurt and hate and pain. Uh, it's done a lot, a lot of damage. One, one mistranslated word, so much damage. Oh, yeah, I agree. And it is one of those that there was a, a, a wide range of emotion through this entire film. I definitely flicked the screen off quite a few times. <laughs> when her dad represents the people who, hey, I'm trying to, I, you know, I do love my daughter, but I can't get past this thing. Yeah. As long as they don't talk about religion, I feel like they can coexist in a way. Right. But you can't, when she said it, I can't really, I can't ever really tell you anything that's going on in my life. Yeah. Cinemaiden, any other thoughts on the film? Nope. Without being cut off? Justin, any anything else you want to say about it? No, we... I think that was it. But it's definitely worth checking out and yes. watching with, with, with a, I think with a group of people would be cool because you get to really discuss and talk about things. I agree with you. I don't think it's streaming anywhere yet, so watch for it. I know there was one that we that I know Cinemain you wanted to see, the nine to five, the story of a movement. Yeah. It is on Netflix, so be able to check that one out at home. It's one of those reminders, the whole thing, the whole weekend is like, man, there's always so many films being made that are so cool and so good. And a lot of times we only do get fed whatever Whoever has the most money wants to feed us. And next year, I would love to go again, like to plan it out and see a lot more of the films too, and try to see as many as we can. Just to, yeah. s- to see the different voices and the different narratives and documentaries and, and whatnot. Yeah. So I'd like to give a shout out to the OTR Film Festival people and thank you for pushing independent film and different kinds of independent film at that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Before we move to at-home recommendations, guess what I got, guys? Uh, oh, um, you got a new DVD of Yellowstone Season 3 to give away. No, I have a digital code, Justin. Oh, it's okay, digital code. Can you guess the movie? Yes, A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. Close. <laughs> you were so close. It's <laughs> Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Oh, <laughs> that's already on DVD. Not DVD. This is just digital. It's not on disc yet. I thought it was still in the theaters. It is. Buy or rent Transformers: Rise of the Beasts on digital today. Optimus Prime and the Autobots team up with the powerful faction of Transformers known as the Maximals to save Earth in this adrenaline-filled adventure. Get over an hour of bonus content when you buy it on digital. Available at participating retailers from Paramount Pictures. All right, Justin, hit me. What, now, now, what was your question about Yeah, so how come these creatures haven't been helping all the other 
world-changing flights with the Transformers this entire time. Well, this takes place in between the original Transformers film and Bumblebee. So this oh. is this is this is in between. So this they're takes- pretending like that whole night thing never happened. The whole uh, King Arthur thing. I think so. Yeah, they were like, yeah, we're gonna completely forget about this movie because it was stupid. Yeah, th- this one, this movie is set in the nineties. So it's, it's and then how come these guys can be animals and not cars? Well, they're, they're I mean, Maximals are the kind of like the Dinobots. They're like the older. Can they scan any primitive. animal and be it? Um. No. Well, well, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's how the whole Transformers cartoons went. the The Beast Wars cartoon was one that I never really watched when it was on. It was kind of at the tail end when I was watching Transformers. So I don't know as much about the Maximals from the show. But they don't explain it. I mean, they they do. They I mean, they've been here for a while, and they're protectors, and they're protecting a certain piece. So that Omicron can't come to Earth and devour it. All right. Okay. Let's move into at-home recommendations. Cinnamon, we'll start with you. I. You. I've not really been watching anything new. I'm watching old stuff. That's fine. What have you been watching? I've been watching Rocket Man from 1997. I watched Rocket Man from recently about elton john what about the rocketeer i was gonna say the same thing (laughs) i've never seen the rocketeer if you haven't you should watch it i almost watched the rock with nicholas cage last night Ooh, that's a good one that's a great movie i know i've watched water for elephants with reese witherspoon i cry every time just like pearl harbor it's a good one pearl harbor the documentary yes okay um i've been watching the new season of the kardashians it's been wonderful Filled with drama that is unnecessary. Sounds right. I'm sure I'm missing something. I'm not good at these uh, at-home recommendations as much as you guys are. <laughs> I also watch a lot of old stuff. That's fine. It's an at-home recommendation. I have to be new, right? I mean, like newly released. Oh, I've been watching XO Kitty. It's uh, terrible and hilarious. What? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's some like TD bopper show. But <laughs> it's about this girl that goes to Korea, to Seoul, to be in an international school. Hmm. And then... I watched the new season of The Witcher. Mm, how is it? I'm like two seasons behind on that. It's pretty good. I recommend it. I don't know how they're going to make uh, Hemsworth, the lesser Hemsworth, uh, The Witcher next year. Why is Henry Cavill out? Uh, he d- he didn't want to come back. Oh, He's like, I'm done. Yeah, weird. Anyway, that's all I'm watching. All right. What do you got, Justin? You said he had four. four. Yeah, so the new season, which is amazing, every episode is the best thing I've ever seen of The Righteous Gemstones. I love that show. Oh, that's the other one I forgot. Sorry. Uncle Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers is the funniest thing I've ever. I love it so much. I finished Miss Davis, which is really good. I'd love for someone to watch this so I can talk about it because it's so crazy. Plug that one a few times. Must love we it. binged in one day the whole season of the big game, the big door prize on Apple TV. It's about a machine that comes to a small town, and if you put seventy five, oh cents yes, in, you, you were get, talking about that one, like potential. And then I started the new season of Black Mirror, the first two episodes, and I, I liked them. I know Ashley did not like them, no, nope. but I thought they were good. And then the last one is I started a show on HBO that I saw a preview for the new season, but it's in its third season and I've never heard of it called the warrior. And it's a Kung Fu film about like when 
they were shipping the Chinese over to work uh, in San Francisco and they were fighting the Irish. It's really, really good if you like Kung Fu. Those, hmm. those are my recommendations. Okay. Well, you were telling me about that one. How about you like yeah, it? Yeah, I, I love it. I love Kung Fu. I have three. I've been I've watched through the Insidious series. I had only seen the first two, so I watched three and four because I want to go see the fifth one that just came out. Wrath of Becky, I watched that. I really liked it. I liked it probably about as much as the first one. It was really, really fun, really bloody, extremely bloody. The first film, Becky, was with Kevin James, where he's like a neo-Nazi that she goes and takes revenge on because he killed her father. Kevin James, like the guy from King of Queens? Yep. <laughs> wow. And this one, this one has, what's his name? Yeah, Stifler, She's who's a neo-Nazi that she goes up against. <laughs> All right. And the last one is, a, a you can stream it on Tubi. It's called The Girl... With all the gifts, and it's if you if you like The Last of Us, it's a story very similar to that where a fungus wipes out everybody, but there's these group of children that are immune, and we're tr- they're trying to take the one of the girls to try to figure out a kind of a cure for for what's going on. It has uh, Glenn Glenn Did that Close. Make your Tuesday list. Uh, it it hasn't yet. But it has Glenn Close and Gemma Arterton in it, and it's it's actually it's a really good movie. All right, but those are those are what I have. Into it. All right, before we sign off, I got one more promo for you. This time, Justin, a DVD for the Black oh, Demon. Okay. Now on digital and DVD, Josh Lucas stars in the heart pounding action thriller The Black Demon. An idyllic family vacation turns into a fight for survival when they encounter a ferocious megalodon shark that will stop at nothing to protect its territory. Watch The Black Demon today for the ultimate battle between humans and nature. Well, there Are you, you giving go. it away? Giving away DVDs of that one. How, how do people win it? Um, just watch our social media. I'll figure out a way to do it. Or, you know, in just less than two months' time... We will be at the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Maybe I'll have something to give away there. You never know. Oh, there you go. All right. So, well, that will do it for another episode of The Cinema Guys. Just make sure you subscribe to the show and you'll never miss any of our episodes. And we will be back soon with a new episode. So, until next time, maybe we will see you at the movies. Yeah.